Welcome to the first podcast of the year 2020. After a few, a few days break in Brazil, having holidays with family, we are back. Me and my friend Tim Chase. How are you, sir? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to see you again. You see me? Okay. Yeah. A little bit more sober than last time we were here. Last time we were here, you got, got the wine out for the podcast. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Good yeah, it's a uh, pre-Christmas celebration for us. Pre-Christmas. Yeah. This was good. I saw a very nice picture of you celebrating Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family got me to wear a, a bright blue suit with gingerbread men and candy canes all over it. So it's a Christmas stitch up for my family. I shared it with him. Yeah, that's I shared it with you. That's, that's not what you said. I was screaming what you said about it on the WhatsApp message. It wasn't very polite. <laughs> uh, no, it's great to be back after you know, a few few weeks break and uh, refresh our memories mm. and come back again with new ideas, new stories in football. Yep. And I hope you to keep enjoying, follow us, and come ask some questions if you want and send us as much as you can as much as you want. Yeah. I hear you on all of them. Yeah, so we put a bit more structure in place because last year we just went with it because it was fun. And now because it's been proven to be quite popular, we've had to pretend to be grown ups for a little bit, haven't we? So we do ten minutes before we film the podcast, we do an Instagram live story where you can ask Gilbert some questions and then we film the podcast and the podcast is going to come out Tuesday morning now. Uh, and then we're going to do two a week. So the first one will be coming out on Tuesday, which will be all things relevant to the world of football right now. And then Thursday morning will be um, just because we rarely talk. I mean, we've got we've been allowed to talk for half an hour, but it's definitely going to be forty minutes. Yeah. And then the bonus podcast will be uh, things that are sort of passionate to you, so going through your history, going through the games you played, and just a bit more relaxed conversation about about you rather than the world of football, really. Yeah, so like uh, different ex- structure mm. in terms of what I was What, say. a structure? Because <laughs> last time wasn't one. No, I, I think we did. I think we did quite well. Yeah. It's, um, it's just like trying different things on a different way. And uh, it's good, you know, because for me, it's the first experience with the podcast. Mm. I don't know, I haven't done it before. I've done, I've been on podcasts before. All right. Like, not to by yourself, you. right? No, not myself. It's quite talk to, to yourself, isn't it? You need someone like me to talk to. You look a bit more stupid than you do. Yeah, but um, it was good. I think it was good just for us to understand how, how does it work, how it's going to work out for us both. Mm. And um, and uh, as the time passed by, we, we do one, the second one, and we start to have like a better ideas to try to implement in the best way as we can. I think from now on we understood exactly what we want to do, what now to plan it in advance and uh, have trained ideas, engage with the, the fans, basically, and also at some point to bring some some guests for our show. Yeah, so I think we've got a guest list coming up and also some interesting other things going on. But I think what we wanted to talk about, what we want to talk about, we also looked at the sort of comments on social media and questions and things. So we really wanted to kind of give back to the fans, not give back to the fans, but listen to the fans and put out sort of content and we ask you questions about people, things that they want to hear about. So it's not way we get us talking about something we want to talk about. No one else is interested. So we were looking through your social media and your Twitter mainly uh, and there's a couple of guys that we were talking with and just by you liking their story or liking their post, they were kind of said a couple of them said it kind of made their Christmas just because you liked their post. 
Yeah. So it's already left from your point of view. <laughs> so what we decided to do, which we'll come to a little bit later, was going to set weekly prediction challenges because we've been so rubbish at the Oh, I'll try to go. Oh, really good. Shit. Mate, 60 on? points. And potentially 60 points. We had five points between us. Rubbish. But there is something interesting because we're going to challenge our, our viewers yeah. to challenge us. I hope they... Let's see who's going to be better. Us. Jenny, that's it. Yeah, you and me best. I, I don't know. I hope we, we can get something better. Well, yeah. It's your reputation here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have any, doesn't have any question mark now about the <laughs> predictions. But we are going to challenge you to send our prediction, your prediction to us and see who's going to do well. Let's see. We are going to think in maybe the end of the month, yeah. if somebody do better than us, we can send some victories, whatever. Yeah, so we'll just give them a prize. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit, but let's get straight back into what's been happening since, when was the last time we filmed? I don't remember. December. Yeah. Okay, December. It's irrelevant. Okay. Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Before Christmas, exactly. Um, so yeah, so what's been going on with Arsenal? Um, what's happened? So I don't think we've spoken about Arteta, have we? No, we haven't, because um, the last time we spoke, um, they haven't decided yet. No, so it's when Freddie managed to, uh, Freddie was sitting there mm. and um, tried to bring the guys back and get the results. The pressure was so big. How did you think you got on? I think you did right. With Freddie, Fred, 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 he, he was tough. It's tough. It's not easy because uh, Arsenal is a huge club and uh, for him to get everyone on board, you know, and uh, get the results, not so easy. And uh, this is a moment when um, they, the club had, hasn't decided yet if he was going to, to keep him. Yeah. If uh, they will bring somebody else, no one's not so sure. People from outside see Arsenal is not strong mentally at the moment. Yeah. They think it's not, it's, it's not, it's not good. Mm. We can take advantage of it. And, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I think Fred has done a great job. He's a... Um, a really nice person. I hope, you know, um, maybe in the future, I don't know, we see him either at Arsenal or somewhere else as a, as a manager. Well, I think it's a tough ask for, one, because obviously there's, there's a, it's going to take a long time to turn Arsenal around. I think even the hardest nosed fans know that it's going to take a long time to turn things back into the glory days of when yeah. you played for them. And Eno Emery is an experienced manager and he couldn't do it. Freddie hasn't managed anywhere yet, as far as I'm aware. So, and he didn't have his coaching team. It was basically the same thing that Unai left behind, behind him. So he had no, nothing was changing. You're yeah. supposed to use exactly the same players, exactly the same coaching staff, and just make a few changes. It's not really giving him much to do. Plus, I don't know if he had any goals for that time or was set, look, if you win these amount of games, you're going to get the job. But it was just a little bit reactionary from, from, from Arsenal to keep him on board. I can see why they... They asked him to do that, but it's kind of put him in a really tough place. And I think, I think Arsenal fans really appreciated him, so yeah, going forward, right? That's for sure, for sure. I think it's good that um, he's still there, be part of the uh, artist stuff, mm. and uh, to have somebody who knows the club, and of course, together with Arthur to to give him like um, a perception that uh, you know not get the result maybe the, the club expect or the fans expect. It's not because he did a bad job mm. in this position because as you mentioned, 
he didn't have like a proper staff to work with mm -hmm. and uh, the pressure was so high everyone expected not from the club and um, now I hope that everyone is expecting for Arteta to deliver a good job but it was important as I mentioned maybe it would take a little bit of time for Arsenal to come back because the other teams, you know, the team who are lower than them, just coming close, yeah. the bigger clubs extend their gap. And um, it's a hard work to do, but it's important for everyone to understand that Arteta needs time mm. to build up. Well, he's similar to Freddie, isn't he? I mean, he's been yeah. working with Pep for three or four years, isn't he? So yeah. he's got a bit more experience as a coach and the front line than Freddie, but he's still his first job as well. Exactly. That's why people need to be patient, you know, because um, I remember, I think the first, the first uh, few podcasts we did about Unai, mm. that's, um, but I, I just went back a little bit more on nonsense time, because people were asking a lot for change, <coughs> and when they changed Arsene and Unai came on out after the first season, People start to become impatient with the results, impatient with the whole thing. He got a lot of criticism by the media and many negative uh, comments regarding mm. um, his management style. And uh, people got the impression he was not good for us anymore compared to the first season. And um, then the pressure got to the point that. They have to do something. The club needs to change. But now, hope they don't. Uh, they they don't see uh, on the short term, because if they they start thinking on the short term, in a few few months time, maybe in one year they're going to change again. Mm. It's not good for the club. It show that they are not stable enough to to hold the decision they make. Mm. Well, if you look at us, us uh, Alex Ferguson. When he joined Man United, he, he had one game left. And that was in the second. If he lost it, I can't remember who it was against. Was it Nottingham Forest or someone? But he had one game left. And if he lost that game, he was going to be sacked because he'd been on a bad run. And he won it. And now look what happened. One of the longest serving managers, one of the most successful managers in the whole world. And they just took a bit more time with him. Yeah. I hope our, uh, our, our theatre uh, brought you know, the, uh, everyone. Uh, to understand that what he wants for the club yeah. and what the, the plan, the methodology he wants for, for, for the team. Well, how do they work with him for that? Rather than just going, here's my methodology, they go, actually, that's not what we want. Exactly. You've got to, rather than just kind of giving him that rope to hang himself, you've got to say, look, this is what we want and we're going to work with you to do it, rather than just going, come on, you, you tell us what you want. Because then he's setting his own goals, which might be different to the board, could then come back. Another time, so that's the only thing. Seems to me, from outside, it's more about him to to bring the players back yeah. to the stage he wants them to be, yeah. and everyone uh, understand the, that everyone wants to be in a better position. Yeah, this is the point, and uh, seems like from outside, you know, the result was not there. Everyone lose a little bit. Uh, I don't know the concentration or confidence. Okay. I think the confidence is the, the most important at this, this point because when you don't get the result, you don't play well, and then you go to the next, have to go to the next game, you start the game and consider go first. Yeah. Close on 17 team. And then you know seems like the easy balls you normally do, you cannot do anymore. 
it's but like uh, you have a fire on your feet, you know, and you not you just give it away. Yeah. This was you know from outside my my, my perception in many of their games. No what's the pressure. Yeah. It's hard, you know, it's hard when the things are not well. But when you see the squad, you know, they you know, maybe it's not the best squad of uh, that Arsenal had had in the past or whatever. People can say whatever they want. But um, despite the fact, you know, who is going to play the game, if you don't have, like, the for that day, the formation that suits better that day, if the, the confidence is low, maybe, maybe you can, uh, can have the best players, but if there is no confidence, mm. you might not get the result. Yeah. And, uh, this is what I'm sure uh, people are expecting Arteta to deliver to the play, bring their confidence back, mm-hmm. and then just tell them, hey, come on, you know how to play football, you didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. Why? What's the point of not do something else more? Mm-hmm. I think this is the, his challenge, but uh, from the first few games, now it seems like uh, uh, we, we can see a little bit of improvement, not much, mm-hmm. but I need to, to wait more time, mm-hmm. wait a little bit more to see how everyone's going to react. This is the point for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. So, so I'll you, think he's a good... What's, what's the positives about an ex-player? I guess he's working with Pep, who plays amazing football, and that's kind of one of the things that was in the DNA that Arsenal left behind, is playing good football. You know, you couldn't argue whether they won or not, but you, you guys played amazing football. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I spoke another day with somebody else uh, about Arsenal. What um, people say that um, while he was a play a player, he was like a coach on the field, was it? helping the others. You know, and this for me is about leadership. Yeah, you know his uh, personality as well. You know, uh, he was playing, but on side he's like the the, the manager's voice mm-hmm. inside the team. You know, yeah, you don't have many type of players that can do this kind of thing from the field because sometimes you get too close to some players, but if they do something wrong, you know, not everyone feel comfortable comfortable to say, hey, come on, you have to show up. Mm. You are not doing the right job today. Mm. What's going on? You can do much better. Yeah, I think that's one of the same things you were saying about the Invincibles, that you went in hard, you trained hard, you trained as hard as if you were playing, yeah. and you weren't shy about calling each other out, yeah. saying, hey, you, you're not pulling your weight, I need you to do this. And there was no feelings behind it. It was all because this is how we got to play. You know, this is with the common good. Your fingers don't matter here. You weren't good enough today. That was the kind of atmosphere, wasn't it? Exactly. But for him, uh, I've been worked with uh, Arsene, mm. one of the, the greatest managers in Premier yeah. League, you know, for a few years. And the last few years worked with Pep Guardiola, one of uh, the best managers in the last decade. Right. It's uh, a great experience to have and uh, to we have a different perception from two different uh, great managers. Yeah. And um, but the point is, for me, despite the fact that he had this experience to work with those different managers with, that uh, did a great job, is about how patient the people is going to be with him. Mm. Let him work, implement his idea, and from now on to the rest of the season, Keep the balance of the team and try to qualify them uh, for the the Champions League at least. Yeah. Because this is something that Arsenal 
you know, miss. Mm. I think I'm, the fans miss that. Yes, feeling of uh, being back in this Champions League, yeah. create like uh, a, a better impression that the team is improved. Mm -hmm. This is what everyone needs to understand the importance of uh, working hard now mm -hmm. from now on. You know, I, I, I don't mean that from now on that they will not work. Yeah, they won't do it. But from now on, see, listen, we have a few months to qualify for the Champions League. Think about, let's say, something else is. It's quite relevant, but let's target, target uh, Champions League. Mm -hmm. Why not? Mm. Why not believe? You have yeah. to believe. Well, it's a tough league at the moment, so you've obviously yeah. got Liverpool running away with it at the moment. Man City just going to second after smashing Villa yesterday 6 1. Um, then it's Leicester, Chelsea, and not commonly fifth. But, um, so there's, there's four decent teams already in the fourth. Yeah. I'm not sure what position Arsenal in, but. It's not going to be easy. No. It's going to be tough. And also, uh, Manchester United yeah. are uh, chasing the others mm. as well. They are, I think, fixed. Yeah, that's for the fifth yeah. moment. But um, they are chasing. Uh, it's important for, for Arsenal uh, team just target, you know, target Champions League and work for, to achieve that at the end of the season. Mm. Hope they do. And um, everyone has to believe that. Mm. It's interesting that obviously the three big teams that when you were playing, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Arsenal, all three of them have got ex players as coaches now. It's interesting. Well, right? I still don't think about it as you said it. So I think one of the things that the players, ex players or ex legends, will get being coaches, they'll get a little bit of patience. Sorry, patience from the board, and the fans won't get on their back quite so quickly. With hope not. Certainly, Frank Lampard, the legend at Chelsea. Arteta's a really strong player, whether he's a legendary status, I'm not yeah. sure. But he's obviously an ex-player and very well respected. And Solskjaer's obviously a legend at Manchester United. So I think it brings a good feeling around the club, doesn't it? Yeah. And fans kind of reminisce on the good old days and they can have stories about Solskjaer and Lampard when they scored certain goals and things. And it buys a bit of patience, but it's also, I mean, Solskjaer's got one of the worst win records in the Premier League as, an, as a Manchester United manager. But he's getting that patience. Imagine so Mourinho did much better than him at this point in the in the amount of games they played. But he, he was being chopped to bits, whereas Chelsea's not quite getting as bad sticks. So I think they get patience from the media as well. It is the point. As long as you don't get too much pressure from the media, I think you don't get like you won't be every day you know, on a headline unless the result is too bad. Yeah. Every weekend or almost every. But uh, I agree with you. It seems like um, the media are being patient with him. I understand that uh, it is time to to work. It is time to, you know, uh, maybe in every transfer window, bring somebody that he, that you feel kind of got the, they, they have in the team to, to get uh, like the best, best result, the best, best formation. Mm. That's not so easy. When are you, Arrive in this kind of clubs, you know, they are massive clubs, and uh, sometimes to run all things around and get results, not so easy, mm. it's very difficult. No, but, exactly. but being there as an ex player, uh, it helps, I think, I think a little bit in terms of understanding the culture of the club, mm -hmm. understand what the fans expect from you, and how they will react. Um, towards you when you are there. Mm -hmm. I think the, those guys have been 
Uh, I think the phones have been nice to them, seems like. I've been watching Monster Night for a few, a few times, you know, Manchester, because of Fred, you know, work mm -hmm. with him. And it seems like uh, the phones are supporting social. I guess the same here with Frank Lampard. Mm -hmm. And uh, from now on, expecting from also fans to, to support artists. This is what this new team, mm -hmm. that this team needs. Uh, this is what they need. Uh, good support from the fans. And because, what's what I said, the last year, I've, I've been to a few Arsenal games. If you if you look around, you know, lots of empty seats yeah. in uh, many occasions. It's expensive was, as well, yeah, isn't it? But it was quite heartbroken to see that. You mm. know, it seems like, oh, we are not believing that much in the team. Mm. What's going on with our Arsenal? Is that something you notice as a player? When you go out and you realise it's, it's not full house, is it something you notice? Well, uh, the players, I don't think they, they notice that unless it's so many for yeah, them. Maybe the cup, yeah, maybe the I think the cup game, they played the Europa Europa mm -hmm. game. I've been there. The stadium was not full and then it's much easier. But uh and there was some other game I I've been against Manchester City. Mm -hmm. There was a uh, couple many seats empty. And um, yeah, but it was not it was not a, a good game for us. Yeah. Manchester City Manchester City was on top of them. Yeah, that's where they want to see the team they love getting beat. Yeah, it was, was hard, you know, it could be uh, very embarrassing that day for them. Yeah. But uh, it's about um, learn on a hard way. Mm. I think that the last... It's stand up a little bit, isn't it? It's kind of be, stand up to be counted is, is the type of reason. It? You have to. Yeah. When you are playing for a team like Arsenal, you cannot, you know, wait and expect things to happen. I have to be proactive. Yeah. And um, I this is what's going to be important for them, you know, having artists, you know, artists that think they're going together mm. and uh, give them a goal to achieve. Yeah. Because when you start to lose the, the games, the results are not right. Sometimes you don't have a, something to achieve. Mm. But no, they, they have to think differently. Yeah. And I uh, hope that artists bring them back. Mm. Cool. So the thing you said a minute ago brings us on to the next bit quite conveniently is uh, the transfer window. Yeah. So who do you think, not who do you think Arsenal would sign because that's probably a little bit unfair for you to kind of take players from other clubs, but what sort of player do you think that Arsenal need to sign in this transfer window? Yeah. For me, it's still a clue that um, if um, Shaka is going to stay a lot, yeah. the is going to stay in the last my last year, there was after the incident he yeah. had at the Emirates with the fans. We had a really good game. I don't think it was last year, I think it was the game before. Come yeah. against. I think he had a really good game against Manchester. Is it? Yeah, they said he had a really yeah. good game. Yeah. Even yeah. Arsenal fans were saying that. Yeah, yeah. And a um, lot of uh, talk about him to leave this this January. I heard a rumor about him to Liverpool. Sure. Oh, that's all sport. I don't talk sport. It must be true. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, well, they had they have Fabinho there. He was in, he was injured, but I think he comes back in the next couple of mm. weeks. I don't know. It was Dan uh, Dan Murphy. He said Dan Murphy said that Jacker would walk into the Liverpool team. Oh, let's see. We have to wait and see. Well, I think next week we've just started the rumor. Yeah, because they have um, uh, Fabinho, Wijnaldum play there yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Also, 
Yeah. Henderson. Exactly. They have uh, plenty of players. Yeah, they should play that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. But uh, this was like um, this conversation going on regarding him and even Torreira mm. to leave to Napoli. There was a conversation last year. But now both of them are playing, seems like that. They are a little bit stable, yeah. you know, especially about uh, in the media. I haven't heard so many things the last few, few days. Uh, he got them to leave the club. I think I have to wait and see, but it's important for us. And I think my, my opinion, I, I have said that, you know, uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. I think Arsenal still need a, a holding midfield to protect the defender. The defenders need like a stabilization center uh in the center and um but it's not not easy mm. i don't mean by saying that that shaka is not doing that mm. but uh seems like uh they, they still need somebody else there can be played with him mm. can be played uh with somebody else but somebody like uh, as we we spoke before about what casimir does at the does at um, at Liverpool, mm-hmm. Fernandinho, and uh, who else? Kante did for Chelsea. Kante, yeah. But now he is playing to be different, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes wide. But this type of player who gives stabilization for the team, you know, he sacrifices himself uh, to, to, to protect the defenders and give uh, a support to the guys up front, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I think from now on, I have seen the last few games. You now they they have like uh, Torreira is playing yeah. together with Shaka. Yeah. Don't have constantly change. Mm-hmm. It gives the impression that okay, this is the team. Yeah, we know what we're doing. Exactly. Conference, uh, this is the team. Doesn't matter what's going to be. You now if you're gonna play a good game, the next one or the game's not going to be good. But this is the team, the main, the first eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not gonna we're gonna keep to until we see how things going to to be for the next few games. Yeah. This is what it looks like for me. That's confidence as well. Exactly. So the players got confident. The, the club needs to feel confident. The board needs to feel confident. More importantly, the fans need to feel confident. The fans need to think that there's some consistency going on through the yeah. club, right? And the consistency is very important. This was um, one, uh, there was a lot of question regarding mm-hmm. Unai's work mm-hmm. at the club because he was changed quite a lot. Uh, the players from game to game. This caused a lot of uncertainty to the players' mind, I, I guess, not give them the, the, the confidence that, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to play the next game. Mm-hmm. They are playing, but I don't know, for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, from now on, seems like Alteta have, have an idea of what is his best level yeah. and build up from there. Yeah. Cool. So obviously things that happened recently for Arsenal. You said about the red card. You just showed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to feed you. You said you hadn't seen it. I'm uh, trying to help you. Yeah, yeah, I know, but uh, I'm just being honest with the audience because I think very much team to help me out. Stitch me up again. See how no this guy is very so cool because he helped me out, you know, sometimes he, he just asked me, have you seen these? I said, I just uh, read the comments, but uh, I, I haven't seen anything. I was away for a few really, days. Really. But, you know, that's why we work as a team. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fine. So, so we saw the red carpet, right? Definitely seen it because I was really, really watching. Yeah. So, what do you think? Wow. Well, red carpet. Yeah. I think he deserves it, the red card. Yeah. I don't think he went with intent. I think it looks worse in slow motion. Yeah. But it's still, you still, it's the ankle turning that makes it look even worse, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Probably the intention was not to 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 deliver a, a bad tack on. The, the other player. Yeah. But uh, as long as he hit him, it was quite bad. Looks very bad when you, you look on slow motion. It's, wow. Yeah. It's very scary. His ankle just turns completely, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know if he's been, I know he's subbed off, but is he still injured? We heard about what his injury is. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't heard anything about it. I hope he's all right yeah. because it seems like. Was quite a, quite bad, you know. When you really? see this you know, in slow motion, mm. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I've read something that Obama uh, apologized for for him on social yeah. media as well. Well, he looked shocked. He looked yeah. concerned for him once he's done. He did genuinely look concerned to be fair. Yeah, no, it's well, it's really nice for, of him, you know, just to to be concerned about the, the other player. Yeah, <laughs> after he breaks his ankle. Yeah, but. <laughs> And yeah, sometimes you are the game. Ball. Sometimes you are the game. You know, something unconscious. Mm. And um, I don't think he means that to hurt the player. And he went for for a tackle, and uh, was not successful. Mm. But this is what happens sometimes when the, the attacking players go for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they don't know how it's to do it. It's like when you go and shoot. <laughs> I think a few right now. I know, no, no, no. Not always successful. I was referring to soccer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one was terrible. Yeah, this one was terrible. <laughs> we'll call that a draw. We'll call that a draw. Exactly. But um, I don't know. He he needs that. Uh, was bad luck when you see this on slow motion. But, um, you know, normally the, the, the attacking player, they don't know how to do it. No. They don't know how to pass a play, score goals. But this they have. That's why it's... That's uh, what you learn. learn. That's why you have like the, <laughs> That's you know, maybe the bad guys, yeah. not the bad guys in the sense of bad, but um, the guys who are like, kind of the uh, guys. But, um, I, well, I hope the, the, the other player, you know, what's his name? It's, uh, Matt Mayer. I, I, I hope he, he's alright. I hope he's alright. I think he got more around. I don't think he looks like he's not too bad. Yeah, it seems so. like he, he's, um, his, his foot slippery yeah. when he yeah. got attacked by Obama uh, and this. He was lucky. Yeah, yeah, because it started with yeah, yeah, he was. And then what it brings to the other thing I wanted to chat to you about, is we have, weirdly, we haven't spoken about yet, was um, so originally he got a yellow, Aubameyang got a yellow card, mm-hmm. and then he went back to VAR and he got, then he got changed to a red card. Yeah. What do you think about VAR? There's a lot of ways to think about VAR. You can, you can say that VAR is helping a lot. You know, it's a, uh, it's a great technology to to help football. Um, as we spoke before, maybe the way it's been used sometimes is is too much. Yeah. Sometimes it's too much because if I was a referee uh, in the game, I, I was not gonna make some so much decisions. Mm. You'd let someone else make exactly. it. Because why would you why would you make a decision that you look at it and go, well, that's definitely a red card or that's definitely a goal or definitely a handball. Why would you risk making that decision to make yourself look sure. stupid? So it's kind of undermined referees a little bit. It's supposed to be helping it. I guess it feels undermined. So I, th- I agree with you. I think it's great technology, but it's being used in the wrong way. 
I, I believe that they, they must find a balance of how to use it and uh, and when to use it and how to punish a club or not. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you start to give everything, you stop, come back to VAR. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have a proper game, a proper football game. It's, people start to lose the interest, lose the passion of it. Because at some point, when we, we have seen some of the goals at war disallowed for like um, five centimeters. Mm. Wow, is it fair? Mm. Well, is it? But, I know but, there's a lot of uh, think you, you you put a question mm. on it. Is it fair or not? Yeah. The referee, they were right to use it for five centimeters. It's um, a lot of people is talking about it. The other day I, I saw Peter Crouch mm. talk about it. If it was me, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. long legs, long arm, yeah. I would be outside most, most of the time. And uh, I, I think what should be done is create like a limit when it's to be offside or not. Mm. Whether the play is offside for five centimeters, two centimeters, sometimes it's, it's very little. Well, I think it's hard, it's hard to do it really because even if it's one centimeter offside, you're offside according to the rules yeah. of law, but then it's fairness. And then it's how interesting is that going to be? And if, they have to draw a line going down from, because that's what they do, isn't it? They freeze the frame and they do a line along the pitch to where the defender is, and then a line along the pitch, and then they, they, if the line is this one line above the other, they can tell yeah. if he's offside or not. I think if you've got to go into that much detail, it's not clearly offside. Yeah. So I think they should get rid of that bit of technology and go, does he look offside like this? Yeah. It's too close to say, fine, he's onside. I think if you had to go down, do that technology and show these are the lines going through play the defender and then the attacker and seeing if he's offside. It's too close to call. So I think don't look at it. See what I mean? Unless you can look at it and go, well oh, he's offside. But he's not offside. No, as a, at some point, you know, if you start the same way, you know, they are using it, um, you're gonna waste a lot of time mm. or watching uh the AR. It's not many times on you know, the referees they go outside to check it. Mm. They keep Listen to well, the guys inside. Yeah. Why he does not go there outside and check the the camera and yeah. see check the camera if uh, to make it faster. Yeah. But then they keep listening to the guys inside, and uh, if they they tell them tell him to oh you might check the, mm. the camera and then he, he goes. Why he does not go while he listens? Yeah. You know, instead of, oh, I'm listening, I'm listening, speak to the guy, yeah, everyone right. wait for his decision. Yeah, well, what they do at rugby is they play on the big screen, don't they? So they have a guy, referee in the ear, and the referee on the pitch says, can you rewind it and show me this bit? So was he out offside or was he was it a forward pass? Mm -hmm. So the referee on the pitch, certainly in the World Cup, uh, it's, just, it's just been, the referee on the pitch tells the TMO yeah. referee what he wants to see. So he goes, was he offside? Let's show me the clip, was he offside? And the, player on the guy on the pitch goes, so... The referee on the pitch says, I believe that was onside. Do you? Yes, I agree. So then they go through and it actually works together. But I think a rugby crowd is very different to a football crowd. Yeah. They can't show that on yeah, the screen. The, the but, is quite he, but going to your point, he does have a TV. Exactly. So he can go to the TV and watch it. And but, but as you see, you know, the VR um, is quite new in football. Yeah. You know, we have other technology, like goal line technology. Which has been brilliant. Yeah, it's been... Be very good, but 
now having VAI is quite, still quite new and uh, there's a lot of things going on and a lot of uh, controversial situations. Sometimes they give a penalty to somebody else, not give to that's the problem. Club. That's the problem. So they have and the same uh, system. It's, it's, it still has different outcomes. It's quite, you know, uh, out of balance. We don't have a balance, if, you know, in maybe it's the consistency, same game. Is it? It's consistency. Yeah. So one, one, one team can get a penalty in the exact same scenario for another team that cannot get it. And then so you still, you will still rely on exactly. So you're still relying exactly. on a human to make the decision on the stuff that because you can look at a tackle and go, that's that's fine tackle. I can look at it and go, that's horrific. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's opinions. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, the other thing was what well, uh, the other thing was the handball. That's not really down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like we showed the West Ham Declan Rice goal. Exactly. You can believe it. It's hard because um, the guy was on the move. Mm. And uh, the defender has the ball and uh, and touched his arm on the, on the, while he was moving. Yeah. And the one towards the goal. Well, the defender headed it. Exactly. Head exactly. It's quite hard, you know. For example, um, I don't believe the position the, the linesman was mm. and the referee, they could see something. Mm. And then, you know, they scored the goal. At, um, West Ham? Yeah. West Ham scored the goal. Yeah, so close. Uh, scored the goal, and uh, they they celebrated the goal, everything was fine, and suddenly you have the uh, action. Two minutes and stoppage time. Exactly. And then it's, a, it's, it's quite hard, you know. Was that fair? Mm. Of, of course, if you see, the ball touched his hand. Mm. He was uh, running. Mm. He was running about two. Travelled about half a meter. You know, not a, because he no. he pretends to stop the ball. Okay, if you but that's follow, the rule for me, yeah. yeah. But if you do uh, look to the rules, okay, you have stopped the game. Yeah. But there is another question. The question still been uh, not answered. Was yeah. fair or not? Yeah. This is the point. I think for every, for most of people, when they question will be yeah, yeah, about this kind of thing. Absolutely. Let's see. Yeah, I see. That's, the most, that's probably the most grown-up conversation we've had on the podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, transfer talk. Wow. Here we go. Let's go opinions on this. So, Zaha. Obviously, oh, Arsenal, wow. Arsenal made a bid for Zaha from Crystal Palace uh, the transfer window at the beginning of the season. Rumours are hot that the talks have gone back on. Do you think? What do you think? Well, let's see. Whether, um, I think Is he what they need now? Sorry? Is he what they need now? This is the point. <laughs> uh, having Aubameyang, like I said, and some other guys, you know, some younger players. The point now with Arteta, now they, they got a manager yeah. who's going to to help you know, the club to make the decision what they want. And of course, as as long as he starts and uh, see what they really need for, I don't know, Maybe for this transfer window for for the summer especially, mm-hmm. but for sure they need to sign a player. I don't know whether it's going to be Zaha for this position mm-hmm. or any other position. Yeah, and um, signing Didi from Leicester. This is what I, I spoke before. You know, I have been told the last few years mm-hmm. about this position. I think Arsenal still need a player for this position. Torreira looks like he's in Derby, he's going to be quiet, isn't he? Yeah. That's just the pressure of Arsenal being in kind of a, quite a negative state at the moment. I think, you know, for me, he, he plays better when he has somebody who can 
be the whole midfield, and uh, he have somebody stand beside him to give him a better support physically, especially. Yeah, it's quite, 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 quite small. Small. And uh, but you know, despite the fact, you know, I think like that, he's a good player. He's done well since when he came to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think now, you know, work with uh, Shaka has mm-hmm. been much better for him. Mm-hmm. And then the partnership with Wendozi. Mm. Wendozi is a still younger player. Still young guys, man. It's a lot of pressure to put two exactly. young guys on those quite key pivotal position, isn't it? Exactly. And uh, being partner with Wendozi, I think was slightly different than with Shaka. I mm. think with Shaka, he they, they work better in the middle. Yeah. yeah but let's see. Uh, but in my opinion, they still need a player from this position. Somebody who can. Let's say be the the boss in this uh, in this position. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So on to the prediction challenge. Oh, the worst of the show for us. This is again. <laughs> let's come to this again. Yeah. But we try to make it better today. We we can. So this is what we're doing. It's me and him versus you lot. Yeah. So we are going to be using a platform called True Challenge where this challenge will be. So we'll put a link in the description for you to find it. Um, so it's still going to be the same structure. We're going to choose five games that you have to predict the score for. Uh, three points if you get the exact score right. One point if you just get the winning team right. Um, and all you have to do is record yourself with your predictions and upload it. And then for in February, we're going to have a dinner where we're going to choose five people at random who have taken part in the challenge. So you don't have to get it right. Uh, it's about participation and kind of engage, getting your friends to engage yeah. with you a little bit better, isn't it? Yeah, bring them me up. He's not going to cook. <laughs> We're going to go no, to a no, restaurant. No, no. <laughs> but it'll be a good couple of hours. So if you're an Arsenal fan, it's a great time to get a good couple of hours. Or if you're a young defensive midfielder, it's a great time to pick a great man's, great man's opinion. So yeah, so the platform is just basically to kind of... So you can engage with your fans a bit more. You know? We had some great comments that we saw on social media. We wanted to go a little bit further. It's been so nice you know, since when we started the podcast. But even before, you know, always been uh, receiving um, a lot of uh, message from Arsenal fans, uh, the Greek fans from Panathinaikos, Brazil as well, from the clubs I play like Atlético Mineiro, Grêmio, América Mineiro. It's been amazing. And now the the chance for Arsenal fans. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's been awesome. Yeah, Brazilian fans, Brazilian fans, a few Brazilians well, around the country. Yeah. Send us your prediction. Yeah. What's the prediction for today? Which game? So here we go. Today? Game one, Arsenal versus Sheffield Wednesday. What do you reckon? Well, I cannot change my opinions. But I, you always <laughs> go against me, but it's all right. This is the point. Uh, Arsenal 2 1. I'm going Sheffield United 2 1. So that's, that's the next. That's no points. <laughs> Definitely going to get that one. Uh, next game, Brighton versus Villa, my hometown. So I'm going to go two-one win to Brighton. Cool. One-one. Nice. Uh, uh, Liverpool versus Manchester United. I've been two-one United. Madness. Uh, I'm yeah. Three-one <laughs> to Liverpool. <laughs> and uh, then Newcastle, Chelsea. Yep. I've two-nil Chelsea. I'm going to 3-1 to Chelsea. 
basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of Ben, you'll say. It's my son's a massive Chelsea fan. <laughs> Alex, Alex's birthday on Friday, so if I don't, if I don't go for Chelsea on Friday for this weekend, it's, you it's not, really not allowed to be in the theatre. Actually, no, he's like, get thrown out my house. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin his birthday. Uh, and it will also be my fault that they lost. So if I say they're going to lose, and they lose, it's my oh, fault. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And then the last game, uh, West Ham versus Everton. Uh, when are you ever done? I'm going to go for the most boring prediction that we've had on the show so far, which is 0-0. It's boring, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah. so should, those are the five games we'd like to predict. Exactly. So all you need to do is uh, record yourself doing exactly what we just did. So you can do it with a mate, you can do it with yourself, with um, just by yourself. Just record yourself with your predictions uh, of the games that we've just said. Upload it to the channel, True Challenge, and we'll have a little bit of video later about how to do it. I see. I hope we'll get something better than what it just was. <laughs> well, there's lots more of them. There's lots more of them. So there's a better chance of at least one person getting it right. But the great thing. Now one to have them with us. Exactly. So they can engage, send your prediction. We would love to see all of them. And don't forget, after when is that in February? Yeah. We have a dinner with five people. Yeah, right. It's five for that. So uh, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think it's a couple maybe a Brazilian restaurant, maybe Brazilian food. I'll find somewhere, something else. I'll find somewhere else. Brazilian restaurant. Nice. Yes. Also, he's gonna be sharing so the funniest predictions he'll be sharing on his Instagram stories. So if you do send some funny ones over, he'll be sharing them. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll, do it. I'll nick his phone and do it, don't worry. Um, so that's it. Week one done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, mate. I'll speak to you in five minutes. Okay. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye.